hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. How are you today? I'm I'm superb today. It's a wonderful superb. day. Yes, uh, you know, every time you wake up, it's a step in the right direction, you know? Yeah, when you're not taking a dirt bath for good, you know, then you're okay. Hey, uh, did you see Janet Yellen in China? Well, what is with this? What is with this leftist bowing to the Chinese routine? Uh, We had this guy uh, uh, Blinken over there about three weeks ago, and, you know, he would walk up to a Chinese diplomat and he would bow, you know, he'd bow, I'm subservient to you, so I'll bow. And then Janet Yellen, you know, she walks into a room, and there's a Chinese diplomat, and she bows. And I'm thinking, okay, come, enough with the custom. You're both diplomats. Um, I can't see President Trump bowing to them, you know, but uh, there she was. Yeah, I, I don't know what's up with that. You know, others would say, well, they're showing respect. Yes. But... You know, okay, you're going to show respect. Uh, how is it that Joe, every time he gets off Marine One, he disrespects her own military? He disrespects <laughs> her own people. I saw that. But we can go to China and respect them. Yeah, he doesn't salute a lot of our Why Marines. Why doesn't he just go run for president in China? You know, Joe's getting into a habit of not saluting his own Marines. He, I saw him walking onto Air Force One the day before yesterday, walked right by the Marines, didn't salute. Then I saw him yesterday... I guess mm-hmm. overseas in Europe, and he walks off uh, the helicopter, and he salutes one of the Marines and shakes his hands, but the other Marine right behind him, he ignores completely and walks away. I thought, okay. You know, one of these days he's going to be flying in uh, Marine One, mm-hmm. and one of those uh, pilots is going to walk back while the, the helicopter is flying with a parachute on his back and... <laughs> Do yeah. a salute to Joe and yeah. jump out the damn thing. What's he going to do then? Uh, yes. You know, I mean, come on. It's, it, that would be showing I, I, him I the same respect he shows them. you got to assume that he'd know, you know. Oh, uh, is there somebody up front? Uh, anyway, uh, did There's you— There's nobody upstairs. You know, he's getting a lot of flack. Uh, he is allowing uh, cluster bombs in the Ukraine after telling the world about a year and a half ago that cluster bombs were uh, war crimes— because the Russians were going to use them. Now he's saying that the excuse for us using the cluster bombs is that we're running out of our standard ammunition. Our standard artillery shells, we're running out of them. Okay, so we give them our cluster bombs and they use them, and then we run out of cluster bombs. What are we going to give them next? When are we going to stop giving them weapons? Oh, I I, I don't know. I just don't. You know, the thing about cluster bombs, I didn't realize this, uh, until I heard it, uh, I guess it was yesterday, that what happens with a cluster bomb, we talked about this, they explode above ground and they let off bomblets, uh, mm-hmm. hundreds of smaller bombs, like hand grenades over like a four football field area. But what, yeah. I, what I didn't know, Bill, was that they don't all explode. Sometimes there are a lot of duds in there and they'll sit there for, for you know, years sometimes and some cow or some kid will walk along and, and then boom, boom, yeah. You know that was like uh, after World War II, all the bombing. You know, I was in Berlin back in '95, uh, there for a month, and there was there wasn't a day that went by that there was a call for you know crews to go out. You know, a bomb had been discovered, uh, an old Allied bomb that didn't blow up. You know, you know what uh, people could, don't understand, Bill. I mean, um, 
they're not just finding bombs from World War One, uh, two rather. They're finding them from World War One too in Europe. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's just it. I mean, you know, I'm sitting there going, I was just in that park yesterday, you know. Yeah, and I was like, what the hell? Do you know that they find Civil War ammunition and they have to uh, cordon the area off because even after 160 years, some of these shells are still active. I mean, they they found one about uh, four months ago in Gettysburg. And they had to call in uh, bomb squad to uh, get rid of it. Well, you know, the powder may be fouled, but it can still sit there and blow. And mm-hmm. then the casing, it's it's degraded. So who knows what the hell is going to happen? It's it's dangerous no matter what. And not every munition that is manufactured is going to go off. And Bill, what, the, what is this guy doing to us as? A nation, as far as our security is concerned, if we're giving all of our munitions away to the Ukraine and we don't have stuff for ourselves, and not well, only that, by the oh, one more thing, not only that, Bill is he gets up on the stage, the world stage, and tells everybody we're out of our our artillery ammunition. He, you know, you would think that maybe if you were out of ammunition, you keep that a secret, so your enemy didn't know that you were out of ammo. But Joe got up on the on the world stage and said, "Well, we're using the cluster bombs because we're running short. We're, no, we've run out of our artillery shells." Well, you know, I wouldn't be so as much worried about foreign nations because, yeah, we might be out of hand ammunition, but or artillery shells. But we have an arsenal of other mass destruction weapons that, if we got into a conflict with a major country, we could defend ourselves if we had the right commander in chief. Uh, but the signal that we are running out of just regular munitions mm-hmm. to defend a population, uh, who does that signal? The cartel that's already here, mm-hmm. the illegals that are already here, an invading force that's already here. All right, here's your signal. That's you right. Know, we can't we can't defend ourselves. I mean, then it gets down to the militias. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good news is that we have. Uh, we have uh, an armed citizenry, which means that uh, in the in the worst case scenario, uh, as I think it was Yamamoto said, uh, in America they have a gun behind every blade of grass. Yeah, and so um, I do think that that is an exception to the rule when it comes to de- homeland defense that a lot of countries don't have. You know, we are a country with a lot of weapons. And a lot of people who know how to use them. So, um, but they want to do away with uh, the U.S. having, you know, the people being armed, because it's going to be a lot easier to uh, control. Mm. Uh, and you know, it's not just the administration, but it's the elite. And Zuckerberg is now one of the elite. Uh, you know, they're bragging. Well, you know, he only takes a dollar salary. I wonder where he got that idea from. But. He spends $43 million on security to protect himself. But you're saying, well, at least he's paying for security. Well, he's also spending millions of dollars to fund companies that want to defund the police. They want the police to be gone and have private institutions that protect us. They want to take all that money that goes to the police and go ahead and and, and spend it on housing and health care. And you say, well, that's a good thing. 
Yeah, but it's not for you. It's for the people that they choose it to be for, uh, like the illegals coming in. I forget where it is. I have the story here under a stack of paper. Mm -hmm. But there's a a particular um, city. You you know, Zuckerberg just started this new social network called Thread. It's it's actually connected to Facebook and some of his other uh, social media platforms. And the people are already complaining that he's doing two things. He's farming for user information, meaning if you are on thread and you have to sign up and do your profile, uh, he takes all that information into his database so that he Mm. can market it to other people or for his own use. But he's also censoring what you're saying on thread. You know, the the thing about like Truth Social is that they brag that they are an all-American site that doesn't censor you. It believes in the Constitution and the rights of the Constitution, not selective rights, but all of them. And uh, this guy who started Thread, he thinks that uh, it's still okay to monitor what you're saying and then to uh, delete the threads that he thinks are inappropriate. You know, i got to tell you about, speaking of deleting threads, I think uh, people who've listened to the program for a while know that I'm kind of like a history buff, and I follow the— uh, I would have never figured that well, one out. Specifically, I, I like to, to look back at the American Civil War and, and what happened back then, 163 years ago. Um, but I posted something about a year and a half ago. I, didn't, I forgot about this. Uh, if you've ever been to Antietam, there's an area called the Bloody Lane— the Bloody Lane was literally a, a sunken road. I guess some people call it the sunken road. But anyway, it was um, an area where the Confederates got caught. And they couldn't get out of this this trench, essentially, and a lot of them were killed. And mm-hmm. about two days later, I guess it was Matthew Brady came by and took a picture of the bodies in that trench. It was a historic picture because it showed... It showed how futile this whole effort was, but it was a historic picture. It wasn't staged. It wasn't for entertainment. It was a history picture. It was it was taken to show the world what happened on that battlefield in this spot at that time, right? So, right. You know, I was I was talking about I guess uh, Antietam on a post, and I showed the picture. You, you know, again, it's a a picture that's was taken in. 1862 it was taken in February, uh, September, October, October, let's say, of 1862. Well, first thing Facebook did is block it out, and and made it so that you couldn't um, you couldn't access it unless you had to go through like stages to get to it. You know, they made it sound like it was a perverse, unacceptable, violent picture, and all it was was a historic picture of what happened at that site at that famous battlefield back in 1862. And um, I thought, my God, they're censoring our history. They're cen- mm-hmm. Pretty soon they will show the bombing at Pearl Harbor where the you know the Arizona gets hit by a bomb. This is a classic picture. They'll probably block that because it's too violent. But I, they I, won't ban the bomb that we dropped in Hiroshima because we're evil people. Um, and we never talk about the evil that was going on from Japan at the time. It was a nasty war, but you should know the history of that war. You should know the history of the Civil War. You should be allowed to see it. 
Mm-hmm. But no, they, they. But see, they, this is this is Zuckerberg. This is the guy you just talked about who brags that he only gets a dollar. Don't believe it. Don't believe it because the, the the yacht that he cruises on is probably a company yacht. The house he lives in is probably a company house. Everything is probably paid for by the company and not considered a salary. You know, and and or when he, when he says he'll do his wife. Yeah, when he says he's only getting a buck, don't feel sorry for the guy because the stock he owns is increasing in value uh, uh, at an incredible rate. He's, you know, he, I don't get a salary. Gag me. Uh, well, he, here's what he's doing now. You know, you, you look at Facebook and you look at that social platform. This guy is going to be a trillionaire uh, because of what he's been doing for the past year. Now, we've mentioned it before, virtual real estate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he changed his company to Meta, and everyone yeah. thought it was a joke. Well, do you know there's the Metaverse out there? It's been out sure. there for about a year. So, in other words, somebody could fly over your house, take a picture of it. Actually, you can go, and it's mapped out. And he's got two different Metaverse communities. And they say, and really, from a point of view, it is brilliant, because people are more and more trapped into virtual reality. So it's mm-hmm. a virtual reality world based on real places, real things. So I could go into the metaverse and buy the digital rights to your house and I would own it lock, stock and barrel. I might be able to pick it up for a thousand dollars, but you only own it in the metaverse. You don't own it in reality. Right. But it's like, um, uh, you know, when people buy, uh, art, digital art, it has the or an NFT. So essentially, it, the the digital image of my house is yours. I could own it, and then people that go and play in the metaverse, all right, uh, I could charge rent for your house. What if I take a picture of my property and I post it on the uh, internet? Do I have to pay you for the rights to post the picture of the house that I own? That I don't know, but anything inside the metaverse. Uh, if I have a deed to it, a digital deed, uh, it's mine. So I could I could sit there and rent out your house and take money from the government to immigrants, and that house would be yours in the metaverse. And well, I would. But get what paid. good is it? What good is it to if if there's no reality to the metaverse? If there's no tangibility to the metaverse, then what good is it? It's like saying. I own the digital rights to your car. Okay, I own mm-hmm. that. But what good is it? I, I can't get in it. I can't drive it. I can't use it because if I do that, I'll be arrested for stealing your car. But I do own the digital rights. What's and you the can value? Drive it in the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, what you're what you're not getting is you had of a generation that are adults now. Some older adults, you know, well, you play, uh, you play some of the digital uh, Call games of Duty. Yeah, I play Call, Call of Duty. Duty. Yeah, sure. Okay, that is a digital, that is a digital world that you're in now. With virtual reality, you can right. actually physically think you're in it. And a lot of people don't like the world today, or the rules of the world, so they go into the digital universe and escape. So this is a growing oh, wow. trend. Oh, oh wow! So literally, wait a second. <laughs> so literally, right. you own it in your mind. You own it in your in the world that that lives in your mind when you have, for example, VR glasses on, virtual yeah. reality glasses on, and you feel like you're in the game. 
then you own the property in the game, essentially. Am I right? In the metaverse, you own it. Yes, you own it. So you can sit there. Boy. Now, from an investment point of view, I got to tell you, it's a pretty smart thing because it's already, you know, property that you could have bought last year for 20 bucks. It's now going for 40, 50, 100, $300,000. Who in the name of heavens would pay $300,000 for a digital piece of property that you can only exist in in virtual reality? Right now, if you looked up, just Googled it real quick, mm -hmm. you know, buying virtual property, Metaverse, you know, Zuckerberg's name will come up, and it will tell you some of the going prices to buy it. You can buy all kinds of things and, and own this in the virtual world, and it is yours in that Metaverse. Now, that doesn't mean that somebody else... You know, Elon Musk couldn't go, yeah. But, you know, these are the same people that told us that digital currency is so good. Now it's crashing all over the place. Bitcoin is uh, having all sorts of problem. I, I case in point, Sam Bankman Freed and his company, you know. Uh, I, I mean, this is a guy, by the way. Think about this. He pays off all these politicians with millions and millions of dollars in, in uh, generous contributions. And then he gets in trouble. And literally... His story vaporizes. You, you, you couldn't tell me what's happening with his case right now because there hasn't been a, an article written about Sam Bankman-Fried in months. You know, he's the, he's yeah. the guy who had that big scandal and, and uh, lost the tens of billions of dollars. But, but it's like he fell off the planet. But they're moving to put everything in this digital world, digital currency, because there's control. Can I be and thin and young in this digital world? I'm just curious. I, I don't know. I guess you could. <laughs> I, I haven't played in the world, but I was kind of taken aback when I looked at it, and I'm going, you know, I would take a few bucks here or there and throw it in there just to see if it would grow, because then you can charge the rent or you can sell property, and people buy it because it's it's – Call me you know, old-fashioned, but I want, I want something I can touch. But and, that is, you know, tangible items are uh, fewer and far between. So the digital domain offers new frontiers and new horizons. And you know, today's generation and some of the older people that are savvy are jumping on it because uh, you convert real money to digital money. You can convert it back. You know. You but, know, I um, love how you, you embrace this uh, new world that we're living in, and I guess I'm just a, a traditionalist. You can do anything you want in that virtual world, and there's nothing to stop you. You don't like this world. You don't like anything. Um, well, that's sad. That's, out, that's sad, though, because it, it, you're living in uh, an outlaw world. Exactly. They you don't, can do anything you yeah. want to. Wow. You know? Um Hey, uh, speaking uh, of outlaws, I got I got to read this uh, before I forget to. You know, President Biden he he presents this image uh, to the oh, world a of being nice, folksy guy. Yeah, a grandfather, uh, kind of mumbling, stumbling, but you know, a nice guy. He's um, an SOB behind closed doors. He is not a nice guy. Uh, he reams his uh, his staff out, and some of his staff have just about had it. President's admonitions include. Uh, and I, I will edit this as I go. GD it, okay? How the F don't you know this? Don't effing BS me. 
except he said it, and get the F out of here, according to current and former Biden aides who have witnessed and been on the receiving end of such outbursts. So apparently he just nails them, his staff. Yeah, he does. But, you know, isn't that what every good Catholic does? Oh, of course. Oh, he's a, he's a great Catholic. He believes in abortion, and he reams on his staff. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Did you hear about this? Illinois law now forces landlords to rent and sell property to illegal aliens amidst oh. soaring urban housing costs. Hey, Illinois, they're, they're just jumping through hoops to welcome these people. You know why? Mm-hmm. They're allowing some of them to become, wait for it, police officers. Now, you're in the country, what, illegally? And that's, quote, a crime. So what's the obvious thing to do? Make the illegal a police officer. So that guy who stops you on the highway with a slight accent, he may be a criminal himself. If you don't rent out your property or sell it to them, uh, I think it's the um, Huipa law is what they're going to do. they used to go after you, which can throw you behind bars, can that can penalize you um, for uh, amounts of money that you don't have, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Home Ownership and Equity Protection Act. So it's basically it was there for discrimination and rightfully so. But mm-hmm. you can have a you can have an illegal homeless immigrant come across the border and come to you and say, "I want to buy your house." You know what I don't understand is why the conservatives don't say, wait a second, the first crime they committed in this country trumps every subsequent rule that is supposedly broken, that they bump into. Meaning, if they're in a situation and they want to get a a, a law that requires you to rent property to them, uh, it's trumped by the mere fact that they're here illegally. They committed a major crime coming into the country, and every subsequent thing they do afterwards should be, uh, uh, you know, subject to an examination of how they got here. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, well, and, and, but, but these people, especially the damn Republicans, you know, Mark Levin, we played it yesterday. He, he's really ticked off at Republicans because all they do is talk about what they're going to do and they don't do it. And he also was ticked off, by the way, at President Trump's lawyers for not doing the obvious, the mm-hmm. obvious things. But, I mean, things like what you just talked about and what I just talked about, I mean, how in the name of God should an illegal alien be allowed to be a police officer? But in the uh, democratically controlled state of Illinois, sure, not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. So um, I don't understand it. Oh, I don't either. By the way, today is uh, World Population Day. I just thought I'd pass it along. Oh, really? Really? Do we have a celebration of some kind going on? Do we? Uh, I don't know. I, there, there should be a cake, I guess. I would a think candle so. On it. <laughs> but we don't, you know, actually, um, what do we have? 375 million people here? In this country, yeah. Right. In this country. We're doing India. our part in the U.S. We really are. Hey, yeah. uh, Victor Davis Hanson was on with uh, Will Kane uh, recently talking about the Biden administration and their corruption and how they seem to get away with stuff that 
other administrations would never have been able to get away with. Listen. You have followed presidential administrations for many decades. I'm curious, as you put this into perspective, have you ever seen someone in power or someone's family in power really behave with such impunity? No, I haven't. I mean, we had Donald Nixon. We had Roger Clinton, we had Billy Carter, but the public and the president in the office knew the problem, so they didn't bring them into the White House. And this is unusual, it's the first time. And you know, I don't wanna pass judgment until I have all the facts, but you would think, given the fact that Hunter Biden has lost a firearm that he illegally registered, or that he left a crack pipe in a car that he rented, or he's lost two or three laptops, you would think that this White House would go on any uh, level of transparency to dispel any suspicion, and yet they can't get the date right. They say that he was not there Friday. We know he was. They say that they're going to invoke the Hatch Act, which is absolutely ridiculous. Cocaine has nothing to do with politics and government service. And so all they have to do, as you pointed out, was say, no, no Biden family member had cocaine, and they won't do that. And so all they do is increase the suspicion. And then this story, Will becomes a force multiplier of the loop narrative of the whistleblowers from the IRS, of the FBI subpoenaed documents in front of Congress about the $10 million payoff. And at some point, they're like the proverbial camel uh, straws on a camel's back. They become too burdensome. You can't just deal with them. And they're starting to do that now. And they give a picture of a corrupt family and a son that's totally out of control and who belongs somewhere, but anywhere, but not in the White House. He just can't be in the White House. And that poses the question, why is he there? Is he is Joe Biden afraid that he'll go and talk about the family business or his own problems and implicate? It's a very strange relationship between father and son and it's not uh, a narrative of familial or father love fatherly love it's something very strange because we've never seen problematic members of a presidential family showcased and in the center of the power of the united states government yeah and victor to me the story actually while it's fun to talk about isn't so much about some lost cocaine it's about a family that acts with impunity and then quite even larger than that, a political movement that almost inevitably, Victor, is guilty of the sins of which they accuse of others. This is like everything they ever accused or implied was the Trump's actually, in reality, is the Biden's. Yeah, it's the art of, it's a classic case of projection. When Joe Biden tours the country and lectures Americans that they have to pay their fair share, then that poses the question, how do you account for the lavish lifestyles of the Bidens versus the amount of taxes that were reported? They don't match, so don't lecture us about that. And when you talk about duty and responsibility, then everybody has to be equal under the law. This is a question of equality under the law. We saw it with Hunter Biden and his tax exposure. We saw it with his failure to register as a government agency. And we don't get the normal questions that would apply to anybody else in the White House. And everybody's finally gets to the point where, why don't the Bidens just follow the law like every other American citizens? And the fact that they don't, and then they lecture everybody about uh, their purported sins is just too much to take. And the fact that the reporters now are starting to the first time in this administration ask questions suggest, I think, Will, that the left and the Democratic Party is starting to see this family as a liability. And you lay out one more protection there, Victor, which is 
They constantly scream, no one is above the law. We have one quite obvious example that that is not the case. The Bidens are above the law. That's uh, Will Kane with Victor Davis Hanson of the Hoover Institute. I don't know whether I believe that. Uh, th- their premise is that, uh, and Victor, I think, is a really smart guy, um, but he suggests that people on the left are starting to see the Bidens as a liability. I don't know whether I see that because, you know, I'll tell you why. It's because mm. if you look at the Democratic playing field right now, looking towards 2024, you, and when you get people like Hillary Clinton sh- uh, throwing her support behind Joe Biden, uh, when you see no other uh, performer on the the far left, and I say far left, I, I think the people who are running our government right now are far left. So, you know, I look at guys like Robert Kennedy Jr. as being a moderate Democrat, much more tolerable, as they would say, much more acceptable to the mainstream than the guys we have in there now. But you don't see uh, any other people on the landscape like Biden. So what happens? You see Hillary Clinton throwing her support behind him, uh, and I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're done with Joe yet. Do you? Well. <sighs> I think he's going to keep going because I've read articles, you know, basically about that story. But what I also read was, you know, I guess you could call it intel or whatever. But what they're saying is that behind the scene, Joe, that we were saying he's he's actually an evil, nasty man. Uh, the furtheration of that story was that, oh, well, the people respect him, you know, for doing that. And the his staff that sit there. You know, he'll say, if you don't agree, you don't agree with me, I'll fire you on a spot, you SOB, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But if you go, if you, well, you stand up to him and you respect him for that, that's what he wants. And then he knows you're supposedly his guy. And apparently they want to project a new persona for Joe. And it's going to be that get tough. Uh, they kind of call hey, it Trumpish. All you need is to take one look at the feeble, fumbling, bumbling guy who uh, was walking, for example, with uh, uh, King Charles. I have to remind Mm -hmm. myself he's not Prince anymore. Uh, King Charles uh, in London yesterday. King Charles was nice enough to act as an escort and to point the president in the right direction. I swear at one point he was going to walk through the uh, armed guards there, you know, in the the, the, the that would have been funny if yeah. he did. And I think and, and King Charles kind of turned him, and he kept tottering off in the right direction. Um, it was embarrassing, to say the least. And you, we think, well, okay, maybe he was tired. So he flies over to, uh, I think they were in Lithuania for NATO mm-hmm. talks, and uh, he gets off the airplane there, and he's lost. He's walking around, and people have to point him. Oh, you have to walk this way, Mr. President. See, the thing is, they have red carpet, and if you just stay on the carpet, usually you're all set. But Joe has a tendency to wander, and um, but you know, I think he, uh, you know, they have this guy in the saddle, and you know, the fact that Hillary is supporting him now, who's to say Kamala doesn't get replaced by Hillary, and then Joe has to step aside once he's in. They've only got to carry him a little over a year, and that's it. All he's got to get do is get through. Do the you think Carmela is going to step aside, though? I mean, I, I don't know how, I don't know how no, she does. No, but that. I think I'm I I see where they they might set her up. You know, they'll set up their own, and uh, 
She's uh, sorry, Carmela, but you're too dumb to see it. You're dumb in the White uh, White House. You were you've, and I I I don't care if they do that because I had no respect for her in the past. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman or mm-hmm. race or anything. I look at her record of what she's done, and then you listen to her talk. She's an airhead. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I, I, you're not going to hear any argument from me. I happen to agree, but I, I don't know whether Hillary could even fake being Joe's second. I, I have a, I, there's a part of me that, that her ego is just too big to accept being Joe's second, unless it was a lockdown sure guarantee that uh, Joe wasn't going to be around much longer, Hillary. Just, uh, you know, go for the short drive and, and we'll, well take you know, you. she's waited for people to meet their demise before. She's she's <laughs> she's used to it, quite obviously. Yeah. You know, I saw a thing yesterday. They were talking about Joe is. They say it's guaranteed. Now we we know that Joe is going to absolutely, positively win the 2024 election. I'm going. You know, there's a lot of water to go under that bridge. How in the hell do you know that? And I haven't seen those polls unless they just admitted that they're going to. The steel is in. The polls that I saw show Trump ahead, actually. I saw this last night. Uh, no, but I know that. But the thing is, they have him only ahead like by a, a percentage point and a half, like 44 and a half to 43. And I think, wait a second. Are you telling me that it's that close with this guy in the White House? I mean, are these polls, who are they sampling for these polls? Where are they getting They're not their- real. They've never been real. You know, you look at it, when he goes to show up right now to talk to people, mm-hmm. you know, there's nobody there just like before in the last campaign. You, you, you see real, real Democrats out there that may have voted for him in the last time, maybe didn't, but they're out there going, we got a clown in the White House. This guy's an idiot. You will never Demo- convince me, Bill, that he got 81 million votes. He didn't. And they're going to do it again because they're telegraphing now that it's in the bag. They already know he's going to win. So all they got to do is keep the faith, you know, prop him oh, up like he's the great guy. Are you keep saying the that they're going to? You, you're saying that they're going to probably. They're probably going to uh, show like he's at forty three percent now behind Trump, but then all of a sudden in the polls, as the months progress, he's going to start rising in the polls. Mm-hmm. And, and Trump is going to start falling back. They're going to start creating a scenario, a false scenario, that he's more popular than Trump. Right, and they're going to take that aggressive, bad, behind-closed-doors guy, and they're going to bring him out into the public. And The uh, Rambo of octogenarians. Right, <laughs> so he's going to do that. Uh-huh. Uh, that's my prediction, because I'm just watching all the news stories, and... It, it seems so. And you know what re- lends credence to it is the story newly released documents show members of the Obama team sought to sabotage the incoming Trump administration. Yeah. They have been, you know, illegally undermining this guy, undermining this guy, not mising, but undermining this guy mm-hmm. before he got into the White House. And then he was there. They had people at play to undermine him. Will you and ever trust? Out, will you ever trust the FBI again? I don't trust the FBI. I don't trust the DOJ. I don't trust anybody of any importance. Isn't that um, sad when you think about it? Because we grew up in a country where they were 
they were shown to be uh, reliable, dependable, patriotic, uh, that they stood for uh, the right and the might. You know, they, they were... They were the defenders of, of justice and freedom, these organizations. And now, thanks to this administration and what they've done over the last, let's say, five or six years, they have completely destroyed that image. They've completely mm-hmm. obliterated it, you know? But That's- they don't care because, and you know, I think, I you know, I really think they believe that if they hold this guy over, it is game over. That is how important this election is. And I'm not saying even if we if if 200 million if 200 million Americans came out to vote mm-hmm. for Donald Trump, and it was that physically obvious, I still say that Biden is going to win the election some way by hook or crook, and they'll find, they'll have a narrative to mm-hmm. say he won it, um, and it's game over. They know that. They well, know you, that. It's funny you should say that. Um, I got a couple of cuts here from Ron DeSantis. Uh-oh. No, it, it's you know the thing about Ron DeSantis. If oh, Donald, he's turning on Trump, you no, know, but if Donald Trump wasn't running, Ron DeSantis would be an attractive candidate. But mm-hmm. to to a lot of people, including myself, uh, Donald Trump has taken the hits. He's taken the enemy fire. He's taken all of these things for us, and and he's done it without complaining. He's he he, and he's still in the game. And I, I, that deserves our loyal, loyalty. I look at people who voted for Trump and say, I, when I see somebody say, well, you know, I voted for Trump, but I like DeSantis now. I think, what a fair weather friend you are. What a fair weather friend. You know, Ron DeSantis, for all of his rhetoric, he hasn't done anything nationally yet. I mean, he's done stuff in Florida, and that's a microcosm of our country, but he hasn't done stuff on a national scale. Whereas the guy uh, down there in Mar-a-Lago, he has done stuff on a national scale. He stood on the stage with uh, 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 Kim Jong-il and and uh, uh, all these different world leaders. Uh, anyway, Ron DeSantis, was, he was on with, first he was on with uh, Tommy Lahren, who does a podcast, smart, mm-hmm. young conservative. And uh, she asked an interesting question, and he had an interesting answer. Listen. What do you say to those Trump supporters who say, we like Ron DeSantis, we wish he would have waited till his 2028 turn? What do you tell those people? Well, first of all, in America, we don't have turns. Uh, people can run if they believe they have something to offer the country. Uh, and I can tell you, as somebody that's worn the country's uniform, who served in Iraq, uh, who believes in, in a cause greater than myself, I believe 2024 is make or break. Uh, I don't think we have time for excuses. We're not going to get a mulligan on this one. And I think I've shown the ability to defeat the Democrats, yes, at the ballot box by winning Florida by historic margin, but also on issue after issue. We beat them on lockdowns. We beat them on education. We beat them on ESG. We beat them on illegal immigration. We beat them on transgender athletes competing with women on issue after issue. We didn't just talk the talk we walk the walk and so i'll run i'll beat biden but i think even more importantly than that uh i will deliver on all these things because if we don't actually deliver then uh, i think we're going to end up being in a hole it's going to be very difficult to dig out of so i think i'm the guy that can get all of that done uh, and i think i have a responsibility to offer myself uh, given uh, that that's where i'm coming from okay that's ron DeSantis with tommy laren and you know it seemed like a good answer logical 
But he was also on with Maria Bartiromo on Sunday. And, right. and he had a longer interview with her. And uh, he answered a bunch of tough, tough questions. And I think it's important we hear from him. Listen. But I'm wondering what's going on with your campaign. There was a lot of optimism about you running for president earlier in the year. But here's this weekend's headline from the Politico playbook. Failure to launch Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' campaign <laughs> to topple Donald Trump has stalled. We are way behind, says a top DeSantis PAC official sounding the alarm. What happened? <laughs> oh, Maria, these are narratives. The media does not want me to be the nominee. I think that's very, very clear. Why? Because they know I'll beat Biden. But even more importantly, they know I will actually deliver on all these things. We will stop the invasion at the border. We'll take on the drug cartels. We'll curtail the administrative state. We'll get spending under control. We'll do all the things that they don't want uh, to see done. And so they're going to continue doing uh, the type of narrative. I can tell you, uh, we understand this is a state-by-state process. Uh, we've had incredible support um, in the early states, building an organization, signing up the key people that you need to be able to compete in a place like Iowa. We just launched our mama's movement. My wife was in Iowa with Governor Kim Reynolds launching that. Parents and particularly moms, I think are going to be the secret weapon, both in this primary and in the general election. Uh, nobody has been a better champion for those folks uh, than me. And I would just also point out, you know, my reelection in Florida, we had the greatest victory that any Republican governor candidate in the history of the state had. And yet a few months before the election, I had media saying that somehow my reelection campaign was stalling, that we weren't doing anything. And so we're doing what it takes to win. It's not a national primary. That's not how these things are going. Uh, it's really on the ground in those key states. You got to have the organization. You got to have do it. So that's what we focused on. And oh, by the way, we just announced last week uh, better fundraising than any non-incumbent has ever had. Uh, if you look at what was reported, it was about $150 million, and that hasn't even been deployed yet. So we've got a long way to go. I'm looking forward to being able to participate uh, in the debates, uh, but this is not something that um, you know I ever expected to just snap fingers and all of a sudden you know you win seven months before anyone happens. You've got to earn it, and you got to work, and it requires a lot of toil and tears and sweat, and we're going to do that. So you're going to be on that stage for the upcoming first primary GOP debate here on Fox News Live, August 22nd. But I want to look at this poll number uh, as we go into this first primary debate, ask you how you're preparing for the debate. Look where Donald Trump is going into this debate. Above 50 percent, Governor, he's at 56 percent. You're at 22 percent, according to this poll. I think one of the reasons that Donald Trump is in the lead because of the corruption and the unfairness of our justice system. I want to know what you're going to do. What are you going to do about the fact that the FBI worked with Twitter to censor information, amplify lies, and suppress truth? What are you going to do about this influence peddling that we see is in plain sight that the Biden family has been doing allegedly for now more than a decade? What can you do about it to straighten things out? Americans are sick and tired of the corruption they see in plain sight. 
we will end the weaponization of government. And that's, of course, a new FBI director on day one. That's a difference between me and Donald Trump. He says the jury's still out on FBI Director Ray. I think you need a new start on day one. Uh, we're going to clean house uh, at the Department of Justice. And, you know, I look back at, like, the Hunter Biden censorship, which was a huge, huge deal to happen in the 2020 election. Uh, and yet, you know, those were Donald Trump's own agencies that were colluding with big tech. I would never allow that to happen. I would fire those people uh, immediately. And in fact, in Florida, we've signed legislation that prohibits all state and local government officials in our state uh, from colluding with tech companies to try to censor the political speech uh, of, of Americans. We're also going to have one standard of justice in this country. And right now, if you're connected to the D.C. elite like Hunter Biden, I mean, look, if he were a Republican, he would have been in jail years ago. Mm. And I think we all know that. But if you're connected to the D.C. ruling class, uh, you're able to get away with conduct uh, that the average American won't. And so what we have is these institutions have been captured by one particular faction of our society, and they wield power against other factions they don't like. And so if you're like a pro-life activist, you may have FBI agents swarm your house, even though you said that you would surrender voluntarily. And so people see that over and over again. But here's what it requires, Maria. Requires a president that is disciplined, a president that is focused. You can't get distracted on this. These people are not going to voluntarily mm -hmm. give up the power that they've accumulated over many decades of neglect. I've shown in Florida the ability to get the job done. We've cleaned house in our state, whether it's firing a Soros prosecutor in Tampa, removing a, a sheriff in, in, in Broward. Yep. We take the decisive action necessary, but we've got to get it done this time. You know, this guy, he says the right things. He's articulate. But he really is Donald Trump, Trump light. You know, he's Donald Trump light. That's why he's at 22 percent. And Trump is at 50, 56 percent, 56 percent. I think that people realize that he hasn't paid his dues yet. And it's not his time. It's not his time. But, you know, he could be. There's always the other side. You got to run a candidate to get him out there to uh, to get, and he's the only other thing that the Republicans have. Um, would he be good under the Trump ticket? I don't know. But in answer to the story we did before of the popularity of Joe Biden versus Donald Trump, uh, you take DeSantis out of that equation. Where are those people going to go to? They're going to go right to Trump. Right. They're not going to go to Biden. They're not going to go to a Democrat. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're and, saying after the primaries, if, yes. Trump, if Trump maintains his strength right now, uh, he's going to double. Woo. And you know he's what? Gonna, well, they're, I don't still, know they're still going to try, in my opinion, they're still going to try to steal the election from him. They'll suppress the numbers. And, you know, once again, you'll have an election where, where did all these people come from? We didn't have that many people registered. We didn't see that many people at the poll. Sure as hell, they're you there. You know, Mark Levin said something last night. It's so true. He said, mail-in ballots, where the heck did that come from? All of a sudden, it's like a, a right mail-in ballots. Mail and also, they want you to be able to submit your ballot without signing it or dating it. Think about that. That means that anybody, anywhere, can submit a ballot and it'll be accepted with no proof of their residency or citizenship 
You know, and but there are people down there who go, well, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't get out to vote. Well, then guess what? You don't get a vote. That's exactly right. Yes. You know, people are used to, they're, they're going, well, you know, it used to be so hard. Uh, I, I, well, you know what? Then the country is not important to you. Stay the hell home. Sit on the porch and, you know, like a puppy dog. Don't play with the big dogs. You know, yeah. you're not allowed to vote because anywhere you have a mechanical system like a computer, which can be manipulated You've got a, an election in question. You've got mail-in votes that you can't uh, really account for how they got there. No sign, no date, no nothing, but they're accountable. Think about what the left has done, though. They've, they've made it a sinister act to question the elections. They've made it a, almost a criminal act to question the validity of the elections. I mean, for example, if you question it on some platforms like YouTube, they summarily remove you. Election denier. Yeah. Well, yeah, they do that. Or misinformation. They do. There was a story I have here. I'm trying to find it where there was a video that somebody put up. Mm -hmm. And uh, they took it down. And it, it was an obvious thing. But it said that it was misinformation. YouTube took it down. I can't find it now. But, you know, they did a story on that. Uh, anything that they it is not suited to their agenda... They take the damn thing down, you know, and uh, that's what's going to happen. You know, they used to give there. you warnings. They used to give you like uh, strike one, strike two, strike three, you're out. Do they even do that anymore? Or they, do they no, just they, yank you? They just yank you. They take you out right away. Uh, it's, it's misinformation, and that's what the – well, here you go. Uh, YouTube deletes Australian politicians' parliamentary search – on COVID-19, claiming it's medical misinformation. He spoke on the floor of Australia's parliament publicly. And YouTube, Zuckerberg, his, his platform said, yeah. this video has been removed for violating YouTube's community guidelines. YouTube should be taken down because it violates common sense and reality. I think you just broke Jeez. my. I think you just broke my VU meter. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You know, YouTube could be taken down. Now that's not actually not Zuckerberg there, but um, YouTube could be taken down. That's the Google mm. butts out in uh, you know in the. So Golden you got State. some some 24 year old dweeb sitting in a console eating his uh, Doritos and looking at a monitor, and he sees your video from the Hall of uh, Australia's Parliament, and you're saying that something that he doesn't like, essentially, and he has the authority to just summarily mo remove you. But BoogerEaters.com has a place on YouTube and for all the world to see. Oh, let, Come I, on. I think I, I think I told you, they, they yank videos like you're talking about, and they had some guy, and this is the God's honest truth, some guy who was doing a video about how to remove uh, hair from your anus. Oh, yeah. And he literally had his pants down and a close-up of his butt as he was removing hair around his anus, and they left it up. They left it on YouTube. I don't get it. Yeah, I, that, you, know, you know. What are we coming uh, to, man? You know. Uh, well, what are we coming to? 
Um, in the Bible, it was called Sodom and Gomorrah, you know the story. But, you know, I mean, just don't look back. Hey, uh, another story here. I see where uh, the Biden regime is uh, open to letting potentially millions of people and animals die if it means cooling the earth by a few degrees. The Daily Mail revealed that the Biden administration officials released a report on Friday suggested uh, that uh, blocking sunlight to rapidly cool the earth. They have a plan to block sunlight. This is a process known as solar radiation modification or solar geoengineering. The terrifying report notes several ways the Biden administration could look to achieve solar geoengineering all of which have a high likelihood of disaster. They're literally uh-huh. trying to figure out a way to cool the earth. I would imagine it will be done with some kind of a cloud system or, or something that they create. Manipulate the weather. How do you know that, that uh, the weather patterns that haven't been happening, the fires that have been burning up in Canada, the dust coming across from the Sahara Desert that's the biggest ever, isn't them experimenting with some kind of manipulation? This almost sounds like the setup for the next Sharknado movie or something. Oh you know? my it's god! Like this this guy, if you would please point me to one thing that this guy has done that has been good to our country and for our country since he was elected, I would I'd be happy to see it. But I can't think of one blessed thing that Biden has done to help our nation. Not one. N-A-D-T. N-A-D-T. What's that? Not a damn thing. (laughs) That's true. I can't think of a thing either. Uh, I mean, I've I've racked my brains. I mean, he's he's taken us out of the Afghan war, which was uh, basically wound down, and he put us in the Ukrainian war. Yeah, which is uh, which is even worse with more people dying. But hey, you know. I mean, so, but this uh, is the same guy who denies his own grandchild. What, what do you, you sh- should you expect more from this guy? Uh, yeah. You know, the guy that came out of uh, hiding Luft. Uh, oh, yeah. Big story. Big story. Yeah. Not getting as much traction as it should get. Well, number one, he's the one that had the video and, you know, basically the witness that, uh, you know, details the criminal allegations against Biden, the crime family, mm-hmm. and the one that the Republicans were talking about. Well, he came out. He finally did. Dropped off the, his, the, the video testimony and everything. What did the Biden administration do right away? Because well, obviously this is hate, hate it speech It was the, lo- the logical next step. What did they do, Bill? The DOJ indicts the whistleblower Gail Luft days after he releases video detailing criminal allegations against Biden crime family. So that video is not going to make it to the public's uh, eye and scrutiny. Right. That's going to be covered up. But this guy is a threat against oh, our democracy. The guy said in the video, he said, I've never they, they, they're essentially saying he's an arms dealer, illegal, yeah. illegal arms. He says, I haven't sold a bullet in my life. Not a bullet. And I believe that. I, I guarantee he probably has not, probably never even touched a gun, or if he did, it turned him off. You know, some people, now I own guns, but some people don't want to touch guns, but it is our right to have them. Bill, you know, I, I want you to think for one second about, uh, about the, fa- the fact that an American citizen, and he has dual citizenship, Israel and the U.S., but Americans, an American citizen has to be on the run 
from his own government, not to be arrested, mind you. He's not afraid of being arrested. He's afraid of being killed. He's mm -hmm. afraid of having someone take him out. That's why he's running. You know, he before, when he made that video, he wasn't uh, being charged. There was no indictment. The only thing he was fearing was Biden and his crime family. Mm-hmm. Now, well, yeah, you 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 call you know you call a mobster out for being a mobster. What are they going to do? They got to yeah. shut you up. So what's Biden doing? He's going out to shut them up, and he and he he's proving that he controls the DOJ, the FBI, the blah 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 blah, and the all blah blah blah. He, yeah, he has control over all of it, and I think Hillary had that control too. You don't have to be in the White House to control it. Boy, if you are, boy, then, you know, Bill, you, to know, think, to you got think, the trifecta. To think that they can they can so easily and uh, recklessly wield that power, summarily, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm going to indict uh, this, this guy uh, for no good reason, but let's indict him anyway. And then people over at the Department of Justice dutifully do exactly what these people say to do. They don't question. I mean, where are the people of the Department of Justice who, who should be saying this is illegal? Where are the whistleblowers over there? Why aren't they saying this is not right? This is not the way uh, the system should be uh, run? And we, they should be talking to Congress, although I don't know if I can trust Congress anymore either. Because mm -hmm. the guys on our side, all they do is have hearings and talk a good talk, but they, do, they don't walk a good walk. They just no, don't. No, they don't. You know. No, we're we're in a bad situation, but I don't know what you can do about it because um, they've infiltrated every side, you yeah. know. And you know, like uh, Loft, um, if you are a conservative thinker, uh, you're you're branded. If you're not branded yet, you're going to be branded. And I'll tell you what, the nature of today's show, uh, you know, we'll probably not get on certain social platforms with it, and. Um, well, so be it. I mean, you you have to talk the truth, no you, matter you know, what. The shows the shows that we do like this, they're the ones that we, I have seen go viral. Yeah. So the you know this show will go viral. Uh, all I can, based all, on the, all I can say is you uh, you know if you start censoring yourself, if you start being afraid to say things because someone else is going to censor you, you're you're pre censoring your own show. We do our show no holes barred. We just do our show. If you saw what we do, we do a lot of show prep before the show starts. You can tell that by the, the audio clips we have and things like that, the show prep. But we, when we go on the air, uh, it's from our heart. And mm -hmm. uh, right now we're in a dire situation in this country. We are in a situation that uh, I don't know how we're going to get out of. I mean, I, know, I can see the problem. It's like I, I'm looking down the track and I can see the train coming at me, but I don't know how to stop the train or or to get to a sidetrack. You it's know, it's a runaway train. It I is. Hear the train is coming. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how we're going to fix this. I, normally, I mean, I don't even know whether Trump can fix it with all things being equal right now. If he does, if there's no dramatic uh, move on the part of somebody, do you know? I don't see mm -hmm. how this thing comes to a positive solution because I think that they tried. I think they thought they won the 2016 election by 
uh, stealing it. And I think that they misjudged Trump's popularity. And that surprised the world. And they, that's why Hillary, you know, was throwing things around uh, her headquarters. You know, I mean, she was she was not a happy person that night because she just knew that she was going to win. And they mm-hmm. had the fireworks all set up in uh, the Hudson River. They were ready to have the big fireworks display in New York. They were going to celebrate. And then all of a sudden, Donald Trump won. That was totally unexpected. But they made damn sure that it wasn't going to happen again. That's well, they, they were they were prepared for the steal then, but they didn't know that uh, trumpets would overwhelm uh, the polls and, and show up to vote. They compensated for that the last Boy. time at one in the morning, and everything just switched. Hey, when you were asleep, have you ever remembered an election in your lifetime where they stopped counting the votes at one? They said, "Well, uh, we're going to resume counting tomorrow morning." What? You count until the damn votes are, are counted. Period. End of well, sentence. You know, you know, yes, the population has grown since I was a kid growing up in the 70s. But I do remember, you know, the evening news. And by 11 o'clock midnight, 1 in the morning at the latest, they had the votes counted to where they could call the election. Now, all of a sudden, they can't count votes that quick. All right. But technology has come up. Manpower, you know, there's the manpower to meet the demand. You can't tell me that we couldn't still do it the right way, the physical way, the old-fashioned way, where it's hard to sit there and steal the election. They do it in other countries. They did it in France one night. You know, they counted these paper ballots. They counted the ballots, and they had uh, a winner by, I think, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, Yeah, France is a smaller country than ours, but then, you know, we could do it here. It doesn't mean that we have the same, you know, we just, we, we have more counters. We have more locations. It, we, it would get done. But anyway, we've done it again, my friend. It's uh, been another long show. We could go on and on and on, but uh, we have uh, other things to do. If you want to contact us, our phone number is 833-538-7868. 833 833- Five three eight seven eight six eight. There's mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. I'll save these two stories for tomorrow. We're kind of they're kind of funny. So good. Uh, we'll we'll save those. <laughs> we other to, than that, we don't want to rush them. If they're funny, you want to you want to savor the moment. You know, um, yes. a tease. It's going to be here tomorrow. Good story. Good story. I, I think we haven't done this in a while, and I I think we need it. <laughs> Uh, Joe Biden singing. <laughs> I wonder if he can dance and cuss to that song at the same oh, I'll time. I'll bet you he can. <laughs> All right, Bill, it's time for your moment. You know what? Hasta la vista, baby. I'm out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. 
And this is what she said. From Acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day. Dot com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>